But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Luke 11.20. This is the Weekly Wire brought to you by Christus Rex, a member of the Stoic Christian Affiliates and the Post Militia. Hey everyone, this is C.G. Billiot. Here's the Weekly Wire for the third week of March 2023. Now, some of you guys are thinking, Weekly Wire number seven, and we're like midway into March. What the heck happened? I apologize, guys. I gave you a heads up. I said it would be a while. Work has had me uh, running around, but I'm glad to be back. Hope you guys are as well. And as always, like, share, uh, and be sure to leave your comments, questions, concerns, criticisms through the various platforms, which you can Uh, And we will try to get back to you and talk about it as soon as we can. But let's hop into these top headlines first. NHL goalie James Reimer refuses to wear LGBTQIA plus pride jersey, citing Christian faith. Now, before we acknowledge the fact that this is the second NHL guy to do this this year, these titles, man, LGBTQIA, I know in Canada they add a two, so IA2 plus, like, Guys, (laughs) Guys, <laughs> goodness gracious, uh, in the words of Chesterton, like the, the idea of consistency even means nothing amongst the non-believer these days, clearly, because, wow. Anyway, so let's get into the story. San Jose Sharks goalie James Reimer has become the second NHL player this year to refuse to wear the pride jersey. Yeah, if you remember the guy back from the Flyers, I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm going to try to say it, but he was uh, East Orthodox Christian. Let's find out more about James, though. Reimer said on Saturday that he was remaining true to his Christian beliefs in a statement posted on social media saying, quote, under the umbrella of the NHL's Hockey is for Everyone initiative, the San Jose Sharks have chosen to wear jerseys in support of the Pride community tonight. For all 13 years of my NHL career, I have been a Christian. Not just in title, but how I choose to live my life daily. I have a personal faith in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for my sins, and, in response, asked me to love everyone and to follow him. I have no hate in my heart for anyone, and I have always strived to treat everyone that I encounter with respect and kindness. In this specific instance, I am not choosing to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth and that the pride community, like all others, should be welcomed in all aspects of the game of hockey. Now, I don't know if that's the end quote, but I'm going to pause for a second. Obviously, tremendous respect. You're you're talking about a guy who's a professional athlete. They've got a lot of things that tie them down with respect of like, hey, do you want to keep making this money or not? Like, in other words, there's a lot of pressure on them to stay in their lane, so to speak, Uh, And so I salute this guy clearly for taking a step out and particularly in the name of Christ. However, if we were to just, you know, salute this brother, but still have iron sharpened iron, my uh, critique to his response would be um, where he says here uh, that the Bible is the highest authority in my life. No, no, no. It's the highest authority in all of our lives. I understand he's having to toe a fine line here, but like clearly this was, this was, if something's going to make headlines anyway, you might as well, you know, obviously be true to the scriptures and uh, consistent. But anyway, obviously tremendous respect for this guy. Um, he says that, and then he says, uh, should be welcomed in all aspects of the game of hockey. Um, again, I feel like that's more of a political move because he doesn't want to get ultimately fired from this organization. I get it. But at the same time, like we, uh, if we as Christians have enough gall and gumption in us, so to speak, right, to say, hey, you know, because of the convictions of Scripture, I'm not going to support you. Again, take a step further and say, hey, in fact, you need to repent from that because uh, that's not who you are as an image bearer of God. But anyway, so 
that's where the statement ended. Uh, Reimer follows in the footstep of, yeah, Ivan Prov, Prov, yeah, sorry guys, East Orthodox guy, the Philadelphia Flyer I was telling you about, member of the Russian Orthodox Church who refused to wear the, the woke jersey earlier this year. This is reported by the Post Millennial, so that's why that's in there, saying, I respect everyone's choices. My choice is to stay true to my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, he's a Russian, so I'm sure that was, you know, <laughs> they, they, they typically are far more concise uh, than we verbose Westerners. But uh, Provorov's decision led to many in the woke corporate media to melt down. Now, granted, his jersey sales have gone through the roof. Um, so, of course, I love, I love to see it. We love to see that. Many have likened the media reaction to an episode of Seinfeld <laughs> in which Kramer refused to wear the AIDS walk ribbon because virtue signaling lunatics are causing virtue virtue signaling lunatics to go nuts. This is the kind of mob behavior which used to be comedy fodder that is now commonplace, and that's where the uh, the story ends. Uh, there you have it, folks. I'm sure I won't be the only person you hear that from or see that from this week, um, but certainly lift up uh, James in your prayers because again, that's going to be a very tumultuous situation for him uh, to the glory of God. But I think this is a wake up call to evangelicals across America, North America, the West at large of like, stop putting your heads in the sand. Like the, the time for that is long gone. It was, it, we, we passed that bus stop a long time ago of like, we want to just, again, quote unquote, dignity and respect um, all of these various satanic and demonic sinful influences but they are advancing <laughs> and that is not their place. It's the church that's on the offensive that the gates of hell would not prevail. That implies that they're the ones on the, the defensive, right? Um, so, so these cultural issues that you're annoyed with or you're tired of talking about politics, I get it. Um, but we also in one right can't claim to be burnt out when we really haven't done uh, a lot to fight these things back and put them back in their place. Um, that our will as a Christian populace would be realized in a totality of action. Goodness, I'm starting to quote Stephen Wolf a little too much. But the point is, we don't really have any legs to stand on to say that we have effectively unilaterally fought this in our culture uh, as scripture demands that we do. Um, for the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, Proverbs 8.13. Um, so anyway, all that being said, good story. Go read it. Let's jump into the blast from the past, of course, from the Christian Almanac, from Dr. George Grant and Gregory Wilbur. And reviewing the last week, I thought that March 15th was a pretty phenomenal day. I will warn you. Um, there's a lot of things in here you go, oh, huh, I didn't know that. Uh, and then two, there's like this one really, really long take on uh, Pope Leo X, so bear yourself. So March 15th, 44 BC, Roman general and statesman Gaius Julius Caesar died at the hands of a group of nobles in the Senate House. We have memorialized that event um, in our literature and media, whether it's phenomenal movies or even Shakespearean plays. Um, so pretty important event, obviously shook up Western civilization. Uh, going past the birth of Christ in 459, March 15th, while profaning the divine at a wedding banquet, Attila the Hun developed a nosebleed and bled to death. He was known as the scourge of God because of his ravaging of the Roman Empire. That is crazy. I did not know that. I did not know that at all. And that certainly shakes things up from my perception of Attila the Hun from Nye at the Museum. You real ones remember with, uh, what is it? Uh, goodness, Ben Stiller and uh, uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, fantastic movie. But anyway, uh, I did not know that about Attila the Hun. March 15th, 1493, Christopher Columbus returned to Spain, concluding his first voyage to the Western Hemisphere. 
lot of people don't know, I'd recommend the book on Christopher Columbus from George Grant, um, that Christopher's uh, sole motivation in, in, in really bringing the West, because other people had been over to North America, might be a shocker to you, uh, before Christopher Columbus, this was well-known, well-documented, yet there wasn't this age of discovery yet that would follow Columbus's actions. But Columbus was motivated towards the ends of, let's go and take these resources and fund uh, another crusade to Jerusalem. Fun fact for you right there. Moving on. Uh, March 15th, 1517. It's a huge year for Protestants, right? When Giovanni de Metchi became Bishop of Rome, taking the name Pope Leo X, he was determined to rebuild the dilapidated palace in the Basilica of St. Peter. The problem was that the Vatican was bankrupt. And so on this day, he declared that anyone who contributed to cathedral would be granted indulgences from sins. And somewhere, Martin Luther was triggered. Some months later, Leo sent a Dominican monk named Tetzel to preach the indulgence in Germany. Tetzel was rather exorbitant in his promises, implying that the indulgence might even cover future sins that the buyer was then harboring. Wary of all such schemes, Friedrich the Wise, or uh, yeah, Frederick the Wise, refused to allow the indulgence to be preached in the territory of Saxony. So Tetzel became uh, as near the border of Saxony as he could, so that the people of Wittenberg. Uh, could cross uh, over and buy the prized papers. Afterward, several concerned city leaders solicited the opinion of a middle-aged monk named, wait for it, Martin Luther. Enraged by Leo's schemes, Tetzel's brazenness, and the people's gullibility, Luther refused to confirm the value of the indulgences. Instead, as had many before him, he posted these things. Oh, I actually didn't know that. He posted these things for debate on the uh, on the door of Wittenberg Castle Church, where a large crowd was expected. And from these ninety-five theses, the Reformation was born. Um, even non-denominationals and Baptists who want nothing with church history or church tradition need to pay homage to your boy Martin on that one, or we wouldn't be here. March 15th, 1767, the seventh president of the United States, Andrew Jackson, was born in Waxhaw, South Carolina. Now, Jackson did a lot of horrible things, however, in terms of ethical things, however, and he got a lot of nicknames, a lot of political cartoons, they called him King Andrew. Um, but we devalue a lot of the actually really good stuff he did. Um, and it's interesting when you look at the Jefferson to Jacksonian era, you see that America was legitimately functioning as it was supposed to per the Constitution. I digress. March 15th, 1820, Maine became the 23rd state, having split from Massachusetts. I did not know that. That's pretty neat. March 15th, 1823, Michigan became tax Michigan began taxing property for the sake of supporting a university, the first state to do so. Man, if they only knew how uh, <laughs> what we gave them an inch, they now take miles and miles and miles in terms of uh, tuition costs and all kinds of things that university systems uh, exploit. Anyway, Let's see. Let's go with March 15th, 1876. The Roman Catholic Archbishop of New York, John McCloskey, was named the first American cardinal by uh, Pope Pius IX. I did not know that. It's pretty sick. 1913, March 15th, President Woodrow Wilson held the first open presidential news conference. And that's that's fascinating, too, because, um, like, obviously, the predominant medium at that in that day and age would have still been written, right? It still have been newspapers and such. Um, but you, the primacy of the presidency is an interesting the study in history of how we have uh, really uh, almost monarchized the role uh, and a lot of Americans on the day-to-day 
on the day-to-day, excuse me, operate as if the president has supreme authority, even if they might not, even if they don't believe that intellectually, we certainly act like that practically. And this is a step towards that in history. Uh, March 15th, 1949, in Great Britain, the rationing of clothes officially ended almost four years after the conclusion of World War II. Yeah, they were in a bad spot, weren't they? But we helped them out with that. And I'll go ahead and skip down to the end. The Oh, actually, no, no, I lied. Here's two more because this one is certainly worth mentioning. March 15th, 1972, Francis Ford Coppola's film masterpiece, The Godfather, opened in theaters. What a classic. And lastly, March 15th, 1998, the news program 60 Minutes aired an interview with former White House employee Kathleen, Kathleen Wiley, who said that President Bill Clinton had made unwelcome sexual advances toward her in the Oval Office in 93, a charge denied by the president. Now, that is fascinating because I ain't never heard of that woman. I heard of everyone's heard of Monica Lewinsky because she was like, hey, I actually enjoyed it. And it's like, wait, whoa, 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 what? So this woman's stuff probably just got, you know, denigrated and thrown out. But, oh, the Clintons and how many reformed folks such as I could go on many a rants about their power and influence and all kinds of crazy things. But anyway, that's going to do it for the, that was in review of the second week of March per the Christian Almanac. Uh, sorry for your folks who are looking to get all these details in writing. It's just not going to happen. If you go to the page, you'll see a link to buy the book yourself from Amazon. With all that, let's move on to an update on the Christus Rex, Christus Rex blog. But first, a quick ad. Blog and other platforms. Let's start with the monthly campaign from the Post Militia. Hashtag Brothers March On. Hashtag to hell with ye old gods. I hope you guys understood the pun we went with, brothers march on. Uh, to hell with ye old gods is a quote from St. Patrick. So motivated by St. Patrick in his tribute month, the Post Militia has called for the damning of practices and institutions which have plagued the church and society in recent years. Statism, pietism, emotionalism, and other harmful isms have been called out by yours truly and the mighty group at large. Go and check out the post for yourself. That's from uh, Christus Rex, so rex.christus underscore, uh, the post militant, as always, the battle of the bride, Puritan memes, Peter Bacavi, and spare uh, no arrows. Wait, the, Cody, my boy Cody, I always confuse what the actual full title of this page is, but not the point. Go, if you go see one of our posts, we usually tag everyone else or you could follow the hashtags and see all that's been put out. Really convicting stuff, I'd argue. Um, and I hope that it proves to be for the mutual edification of the church. All right. D-O-G. And you're like, dog? Okay, no, wait. Brace yourself. This is a big announcement and I've got permission to make it known. So here it goes. We have hinted about it for several weeks now, but by God's grace... Coming in April, Seth Dean of The Battle of the Bride and C.G. Billiot of Christus Rex are dropping a new podcast together titled Doctrines of Grains. This will be a show unlike any other you've seen, beer reviews and practical theology. Local brews and famous whiskeys will be sipped, scripture will be shared, and truths will be revealed as we drink in the joy of the Lord and the fear of our Christ. Weekly segments will include analysis of Calvin's Institutes of the Christian Religion so that in the final analysis, you can know your doctrines and know your grains. That project has been an absolute blast uh, to uh, work on Seth with or, or work work 
to, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, it just because one, I mean, who's not going to enjoy talking about our Lord and Savior with a brother and enjoying a nice pint? Um, but the research, the level of research we've put into it uh, to describe alcohol, it really shouldn't be a complex issue in the church, but but thanks to prohibition, it has been for the last several decades. Um, but we tell you all the things that the church ladies didn't want to tell you about the history of the church and alcohol. And you're going to see us put out uh, more content towards that end eventually with our own Instagram page. Uh, and we're going to get you more and more of that information. It will shock you. It definitely shocked us. But another thing that we want to um, accomplish, Lord willing, through this show is a lot of folks uh, did not grow up reformed, but now... Uh, you know, here we are, and more and more folks are calling themselves reformed. Seth and I are both uh, these kind of folks. And a lot of folks claim they're Calvinists, but they've never themselves read the Institutes cover to cover. I've never read it cover to cover. I've, I've gotten mighty close, but have not, because it's a doorstopper if you're unfamiliar. So, Lord willing, with the next, you know, several years in mind, we want to take you slowly but surely through the institutes uh, and take them out of the clouds and put them into your hands with respect to practical theology in the day-to-day. So anyway, get excited. Um, and and Lord willing, we're trying to think about one day if this thing takes off. Uh, not only would we want you guys to give us beer and whiskey recommendations, but gracious, send them in. We would love to partake and give your businesses or your local businesses shout outs to that end. Christian Brewing needs to uh, be great again. But anyway, you'll hear more about that in the episodes that follow. Church plant. Please, please continue to pray for the CREC church plant down here in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville Reformed Evangelical Church. That's J-R-E-C. J-R-E-C. Reach out about how you can support us, share our information with others, and lift us up in prayer because only God will perform this work. Our Facebook page is Jack's Creck plant and email is jackscrecplant at, at gmail.com. That's all lower uh, case, all one word. Um, it's been crazy. So as you guys know, um, I'm not the oldest guy uh, and, and my wife and I were both really young, newlyweds, full-time jobs, uh, arriving, arriving in a destination we've never been before, trying to perform a task that clearly we've never done before. Um, and yet the Lord has blessed it so far. We've been blessed to come in contact with some awesome people who want to see this thing happen. Um, so we're going to continue. Basically what I tell people is we ha- we hold one hand open up to the sky to receive the blessings of God and we wait on him and his blessing. But with the other hand, we go ahead and keep working as if we've already received it. Um, and to us, that's what faith looks like is we accept what God's given us, what he showed us so far. And we say, all right, Lord, you've blessed it. But if we wake up tomorrow and there's a yard sign in front of us that says, hey, you're wasting your time, don't do this, That, yeah, then we'll stop. <laughs> because I'm telling you, so far it has not been easy. But please keep praying for us. Share the page. Oh, I forgot to mention the Instagram page. The Instagram page is uh, at underscore Jacksonville Reformed. So please help us out on that. Questions and answers. Uh, I actually didn't get any QAs this week. Uh, I mean, understandable. It's been a while since we've done the Weekly Wire. Um, but... Send those in. Send them to the Instagram page. Send them through the blog post. Email us. Um, I did get some interesting ones on a live stream yesterday on dispensationalism and Catholicism. You know, the usual stuff. Uh, additionally, I'm still waiting for a third person to request a segment on the Federal Vision. Oh, the boogeyman. Because um, two people have. And I was like, look, it's such a niche thing to most people that unless there's larger support, um, 
I don't want to waste anybody's time. But so, so again, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, I can certainly give you good books to read on that. But anywho, that's all going to do it for this weekly wire. It's time for the weekly word. Rest assured he reigns. Throughout the ministry of Christ, we see him declaring the coming of the kingdom. We see him describing the nature of the kingdom, giving the laws of the kingdom, comparing the kingdom and its coming to all kinds of things that we can easily understand. These things all culminated in the revealing of the kingdom and his ascension to his throne. These are confessional truths, and more than that, they are obvious. As the connotations of today's verse imply, if there's a king, there is a kingdom. Christ is king. He really is on the throne, and he is really reigning. Not in a passive way, not in an indirect way, not in a hyper-spiritual or moralistic way, ruling merely over the hearts of believers. That idea ought to be damned. No, as Pastor Toby Sumter has often put it, this is his blood-bought world. He really owns it all is reigning over it all, and is using his spirit-filled body, the church, to take dominion. This is the fruit of the gospel, that humanity is not just salvifically submitted to Christ, but judicially. More than an ethical obligation, all men and women have a judicial obligation to repent and believe, because that's the authority that Christ holds. Be strong and courageous, and wiser than the Pharisees, who could not fathom the idea that the kingdom had arrived. The word tells us it has. Get in the fight. Wherever you find yourself and whatever you find yourself doing, remember nothing is wasted in faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. Sin is dead. Death is next. And Ave Christus Rex. Brothers in Christ, here's a quick word from the Stoic Christian Affiliates. Are you tired of struggling on your own to set goals and maintain accountability? Are you looking for a group of men who could push you in sanctification towards Christ our Lord daily? Do you want to learn from their wisdom, practice their techniques, and develop your own? If so, it's time to join the Stoic Christian Fellowship, where men are trained to become men of God. Click the link below, go to stoicchristian.com backslash fellowship backslash, or click the stoic links on the Christus Rex blog page under the learn more tab.